The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Read you a couple more texts before we get to our next guest. Uh, John says, Jay, I don't think separation will actually happen, but I believe if Alberta at least initiates some policies required for separation, maybe the country will listen. The Alberta Revenue Agency, a jurisdictional police agency, leaving out the word provincial and start requesting control of our portions of the pension and old age. If nothing else, it sets us up to be a republic or sovereign within or without Canada. That's from John. Uh, Sarah says, representation by population needs to end. Brian YYC says, Jay Lynn, as much as they're whining and whining, it won't happen and can't happen. Um, and this one, Quebec should never have been granted any special privileges. Allowing Quebec to act as a sovereign nation has accomplished nothing for the rest of Canada other than divide, remove all of Quebec's privileges and exit wouldn't be an issue and this one fighting for a better deal well there shouldn't be any better deals or special Canadians aren't we all Canadians all right thank you for uh, weighing in at 6 30 6 30 you can get a hold of me anytime there uh want to switch gears to this we've been talking about it throughout the newscast and over the past uh week or two since the provincial government what to do about the city budget in light of the provincial government's budget there's about 150 million dollars shortfall and councillors are now looking at everything when it comes to making cuts Mike Nichol is Ward 11 city councillor he joins me in studio welcome back to Ched Mike Great. Oh, hello. Great. Great to be here. I just walked in the door. Walk in and we'll get you to sit right down. Uh, Mike, so much to talk about. Uh, how was your drive to work today? It was good. I have no problem. I start work pretty early because I come from construction, right? So I'm usually, and I'm not bragging, but I'm usually up about 5, 5.30. So I'm in the office by 6. There's no traffic. Man, oh man, it was ugly in some spots out there today. Yeah, it was. It was. But I was on Twilliger and it was just fine. Unlike Councillor Carmel arguing. Well, it got, it got worse later on, let me tell you. I had friends, I had an event to do this morning, and I had friends that took two hours to get out of South Williger. You know, it would be nice to have a little sand on the road. I, I don't know. I, you know how I feel about calcium chloride. I was going to say, we it, know how you feel uh, about that. But you know, a little, a little, the old snow and ice policy worked. Now we just got to get back there. Okay, so what is going, you know, with the snow and ice policy? I thought we had a new snow and ice policy. I'm not sure administration knows what it's doing. I know what it needs to do it needs to go back to the old binder the old book that we had uh that we had back when i was on the first term uh back in the 2000s it was a world-class snow and ice policy everybody thought it was great and then somebody came along and tried to reinvent the wheel and we saw how that all panned out so, so mike though i mean this whole thing is supposed to they said it's supposed to be um the sanders supposed to be out more often um, and, and there's supposed to be more out there. Did, did we see that this morning? I don't know. I'm in budget right now. And okay. so that kind of, we've got to cut, we've got to, uh, well, we got to stop spending. You sound ticked off. No, I'm not ticked off. I'm just, uh, I've got lots, lots to do. I'm, mm-hmm. uh, I'm raising money for the food bank. They have their gala November 21st, uh, doing some stuff for Meals on Wheels, uh, did something for the Council of Women's Shelters, because that's kind of, we also got to do some of that, right? And Absolutely. so it's like around this season, I'll be quite honest, it's getting tough because uh, the economy's tough. And so it's really, I'm, uh, I'm trying to scramble here for those folks. All right. So let's talk uh, a little bit uh, about uh, the budget, how convoluted. Uh, of, a, of a situation is the city facing right now? Um, I put it I put it in perspective. So, you know, there's a lot of moving parts, mechanics that people go like, they throw their arms up, say, I don't understand. But let's put it this way. So if you take a million dollars and you treat it, a, and, and we have a $3 billion budget. So take a million dollars, treat it as a penny. 
right? So that's 3,000 pennies on our operating side. We're only looking for 37 pennies. That's our shortfall. And if you go to the capital side, it's $7.7 billion or 7,700 pennies. Uh, you're only looking for 183. And so I get frustrated with councillors who just throw their arms and say, there's nothing we can do. There's, oh my goodness, we got to raise taxes. And that's just a no-go for me. Well, I know that's a a no-go for you. And, you know, you're known for being, you know, fiscally conservative. You've been the guy that's kind of been in there saying, come on, you guys, buck up. This isn't as hard. But I mean, you know, the way that you just described it, that's really simplifying. But there's a lot of... There's a lot of groups out there. There's a lot of, uh, you know, organizations. There's a lot of city departments that are looking at, you know, thought they had this amount of money. Now that they're going to have to cut, we're hearing about the, the police budget as well, which is a which is a big one for the city, looking at having to make up some costs there. Um, are you just telling them to, to suck it up, or, no, or do you no, believe that so- you could? Do you believe that? We can find it anywhere. So let's let's move away from being that fiscal conservative argument. That's that's old and tired. That's what the Cold War used to be about. I, I I'm making this argument, and it and it and it really means a lot to a lot of people. It's about the value argument, mm-hmm. value for your taxes. Everybody knows we got to pay taxes, but nobody likes throwing money away. Nobody likes seeing money being wasted. And so when you go through these spending decisions, you have to prioritize, organize, and execute. You do that at home every day. So that's the same thing I'm asking city council and some other councilors going what's our number one priority number two priority uh, because you can't do it all right and uh, certainly not in this environment I've, and I maintained for a long time after 20 years of tax increases when does it stop uh, I've got some councilors saying you got to raise taxes in good times because we're short and then you got to raise taxes in bad times because we're short it's got to stop someplace so we should take this opportunity to say no to some things or if not a lot of things and bring some relief down to uh joe and jane taxpayer because right now i'm hearing their backs are broken little own business business is done right you know what i mean if you spend some time uh, looking at my text line right now you you would know that and you would hear that and 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 people believe and 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 there's this you know the other side of it too people saying it's a growing city if you want a first class city some you know first class cities have certain things that you yeah, know, but might but, be might be seen as a little more frivolous, let's but, say. But let's let's be frank. This is what I hear from constituents. They're tired of talking about bike lanes, funiculars, and gondolas. And I know and, and I know counts a lot of councillors are too. And with all due respect. So they're coming to this kind of realization that, you know, some of these vanity projects, hey, they're good for good times. You can put them on the table, but now is not the time. Like, for example, I think uh, if you talk to Councillor Knack, he he wanted his rec center. Right, I think he's. I think now he's going like in these times. I don't think that's an option. Mm-hmm. That has to be pushed down mm-hmm. the pipe. Mm-hmm. And you can do these things. Mm-hmm. You can you can have these nice things, but just not today. Uh, what do you think is on the chopping block right now? Uh, that is going to come back with administration. I mean, I uh, literally two years ago and last year, I, I said, council, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. But we got to move past the I told you so uh, kind of world that... Uh, <laughs> but that's you a, just, I told you so again. Oh, yeah, on, I'm Mike, sorry. I'm oh, sorry. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> Screw that. Anyways, uh, and then we just have to start prioritizing some things. Uh, there's a lot of capital that can be pushed down the pipe. 
Uh, I really think we have to examine how we deliver large projects like LRT. I've always maintained fix the metro line, you know, finish the valley line south before you do the west and LRT. I think council really needs to re-examine that $2.3 billion project, but maybe I'm in the minority on that one. And uh, then back on the operating side, it is just uh, I think the biggest thing we can do is take a look at how how much middle management we got. Mm. I think we got some transaction, what well, we call transactional costs. I think we are we're top heavy in our management, and uh, we got to you know we got to bring uh, labor on board to start delivering some solutions. I mean, Mike, you've been saying this stuff for years. Yeah, but you know what? Now it's resonating. I don't know. I guess repetition is good for the developing mind. Okay. Um, when it comes to, um, you know, top heaviness of an organization and, you know, w- w- you know, the provincial government has, has told us this as well. You know, we have to find uh, ways to trim that fat, trim that fat. Is there a willingness at City Council, at City Hall to do that? I mean, there are certain, you're faced to do it right now or you're forced to do it right now. Um, But when it comes to cutting staffing, well, this is where we go back to the value argument. You have to treat it kind of as, as a business decision, right? Who's bringing, which programs are delivering the best value in the clearest, concise way? Like, for example, we have a warming bus that goes around the city that uh, helps, uh, picks up uh, homeless people who are living in the rough. That's only $225,000 or 300000 That's good value for your money. We're all compassionate. Mm-hmm. But then you turn around and you see, you know, we spent $7 million on a train barn for Fort Edmonton. You got to ask the question. Did we really need to do the train barn for Fort Edmonton when we have a permanent supporting housing problem? So priorities. you got councillors. I can't speak for other councillors, but the priorities have got to be clear. People first, right? Maintain your inventory in terms of your assets. You don't want your you know, your streets and your potholes and your sidewalk. You don't want that all to go go to heck. And then all, the, all that new growth stuff, we got to say stop. Right now, push back, press pause. Yeah, it's and it's 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 like I said before. You can have nice things, but sometimes, you know, the budget says in your your house or my house, you know, we just can't have it today. We're just going to have to wait. Well, it, you know, and, and that's exactly it. You know, at our house right now, we were thinking about going away again over New Year's. Uh, we usually like to go down to New Orleans because that's our city. But guess what? Um, we need a new dishwasher. We need a new stove. We need to uh, do some some upgrades and some other stuff. So what comes first, right? It's the priorities. Prioritize, organize, execute. And that, I know it sounds, I sound like a broken record, <laughs> but it works. It's really important. And especially when you're clear about these things, uh, people understand. So there is uh, public hearings, the public hearings coming up on some things on December 5th? That is correct. Uh, December 5th and then we have December 11th budget deliberations. Um, We will see what happens because, Mm -hmm. you know, when times are tight, there's a lot of asks. I don't know how you do this job, to be honest with you. And, and you know, there's, there's neither does folks, my wife, apparently. There's, there's a lot of folks <laughs> out kids. there saying, you know, we want, you know, some more common sense on, on City Hall. And there's, um, you know, and City Council, according to my text line, has been known for or has become known a little bit for the, you know, what my listeners would call frivolous spending. Yeah. And it's and it and we and we need to change course on that. And this is a good opportunity for us to do that. And uh, there was a, you know, I'll give council uh, and, and the mayor a little bit of credit. Everybody pulled back their spending motions today so yes. we can start fresh because it could be perfectly honest, it was getting confusing about all the moving pieces. So that's what this provincial budget has done. Um, it's asked us to take a step back and do some things differently.
So here we go. Let's take a look at that. I'm glad it's you, not uh, me. And have fun doing that just going into Christmas. Um, was interested in, in the original reason why I, yeah, I, I, I know. called you, this, to you, you. I wasn't coming here for the budget. It had nothing Jeez. to do with the budget, but was was talking about cannabis lounges. You um, you know, made a statement, I think it was about a week ago, pushing uh, the city to adopt bylaws allowing for cannabis lounges. Why is that on your radar? So, okay, if we think back a number of years ago, I was the, I'll toot my horn because my staff says I got to toot my horn. I'm not great at doing that. I was the first counselor to introduce a cannabis bylaw in Canada because I believe we should get, we should get in front of our problems when it came to legalizations as opposed to behind it. So the next stage here is to talk about the value added side of cannabis. We have some world-class retailers here and growers here. So not to take advantage of the value added as to making other products with it, it would be a missed economic opportunity. So edibles became legal on October 16th or 17th. Uh, And so that edible component now in terms of what can be available to consumer is something that has is, is legal. But how do you do it? Where do you do it? You know, we're talking if you want to bake a cake, you want to have cannabis in it. How do you sell it? How do you retail it? If you have cannabis infused drink, where does that go? How do you sell it? And where where can you sell it? And so we don't want to miss the economic opportunity that comes with cannabis. I don't use it, never have, never will, but that's neither here nor there. The business side of me says we got to start enabling some of these things so the so the so industry can start well creating companies, making jobs, and so on. I, uh, I did an interview, a couple of interviews on October 17th, the, the year um, uh, of legalization, and that's what I focused on. I actually talked about cannabis cuisine and talked about, I talked to a, to a chef down in Calgary who is working on this and uh, another woman who uh, teaches um, lessons on how to cook with cannabis out of her bakery in Toronto. I mean, people are making money on this. They're seeing, okay, this is a real, real opportunity to do this. Um, there has been some problems with zoning when it comes to some of the cannabis stores in the city. So um, stepping back, doing it now, taking a look, taking some time to do this might allow that not to happen in the future. Yeah, and so it's just common sense here. You know, we're, we're, there's the stores that actually retail the product, but then there's also got to be a place, like if you want to have a cannabis brownie or something, you got to have a place to consume that product. So if you're running that bakery shop like or that, yeah. you, want, you want to be in compliance. Mm. And um, we have in the bylaw already uh, the ability to create cannabis lounges, but it's not defined yet. Okay. There's no rules or regs around it, so... We might as well just get on it. Would you Would you look at having a, a lounge where you could smoke it? No, no. I, the smoking is. Because I was going to say, how do you no, do that then? Smoking is a no go for me. Vaping is a no go. This is about an edible consumption uh, push on my half. Uh, uh, so we can get those value-based industries like you know what nate needs to step up and Mm. there's a whole there's all kinds of things we can do with this product we haven't even talked about hemp and all the other byproducts that Mm -hmm. come from cannabis this is there's a whole product chain here now that needs to be enabled edmonton could be a leader on this front well i hope so counselor mike nickel joining me in studio this afternoon thanks for your time anytime a lot of what uh, mike nickel was saying is resonating with you chedville Text after text, it says uh, Mike Nickel for mayor. Mike Nickel for mayor. Uh, some of your texts coming in uh, following that conversation. It says, Jay, the city keeps growing. Obviously, we can't afford it. The city is a business. It should be profitable.
Uh, this guy makes sense. Thanks for having him on at a Grand Prairie this afternoon. This one says perhaps we should scrap the LRT projects and remember that most Edmontonians drive cars. This one says, Jay, always good to hear Mike say what we all know. And oh, yeah, my dad was a counselor in the mid-70s and nothing has changed. When he proposed cuts, he was hammered by other counselors and the police were going to collapse. LOL. Fight on, Mike. You're not alone at this. Uh, Sebastian says, Jay, council and administration have been spending like drunken sailors. This is just an attitude adjustment that was needed. And as far as the cannabis, the edible cannabis uh, edibles we we're talking about cannabis lounges and uh, needing to put the uh, bylaw framework in place because as Mike says it's it's coming we're going to have these places very likely in the very near future uh, he says you know where do you where do you consume them Richard says in your house that is where you consume it. Uh, we'll take a break here for the 3.30 news. On the other side, want to talk uh, a little bit about recall legislation, which would allow you to punt your MLA from office without waiting for an election. You, of course, you'd have to follow a number of things. There's a number of rules, guidelines. But it would be possible. BC has this. Uh, the proposal is uh, before uh, the government right now. What do you think about recall legislation? Let me know at 6.30, 6.30. We'll talk with Pamela Renwick, the Director of Operations and Communications for Elections Alberta after this.